Welcome to the John C. Scott Political Forum. John C. Scott is hosting one of the longest-running political talk shows in Arizona. This is the John C. Scott Political Forum on KVOI AM 1030, The Voice. And now, John C. Scott. Thank you. Good afternoon. This is the most talked to, talked about, and listened to political talk show weekends in Arizona. Thank you for making that possible. And from the Perfection Auto Works studios, this is the John C. Scott Political Forum. With me is Larry Bodine, delegate to the Democratic National Convention of Arizona Blog for Arizona. Uh, Arizona blog for Arizona is probably the best uh, blog in the state, so says the Washington Post. And, of course, he's president of the Democrats of Greater Tucson, and I don't have time for his biography or we'd have no time to talk. Here's Larry <laughs> Bodine. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure. All right. This experience of being a delegate to a convention in which you were not at the convention, but you were at the convention. Tell me how that unplayed and how it uh, unfolded. Well, as a delegate, you know, we always look forward to seeing each other and, and, and hearing all of the speeches, uh, you know, in person. Uh, however, this convention was fantastic. It was just uh, in, in, an incredible presentation of, you know, uh, political viewpoints, uh, solutions to our problems, and, uh, you know, all the people I always wanted to hear from. So uh, about a month ago, we all cast our votes to approve the platform and then to uh, nominate Joe Biden. And that pretty much took care of the official work. During the convention, a lot of what we did uh, didn't make it on TV. We were attending caucus meetings, and that was really interesting. There was, I, I attended one uh, for the Latinos, I attended one for labor, and uh, and also one for rebuilding infrastructure. You all did this all by, uh, by a visual effect, right? Yeah, yeah. It was all Zoom meetings, uh, host the Democrats of Greater Tucson every Monday. So I'm, I'm pretty proficient. That's online too, right? Pretty yep. much. Yeah. Yep. It's been that way since uh, March. So I'm pretty comfortable with Zoom, and I really enjoyed it. You got to see the big picture in the evening, and then, you know, all sorts of practical, targeted kinds of programs. And, you know, John, it was like a, a four-day miniseries of how the future is going to look starting next January. Wow. Give me some highlights of what you think uh, happened to this convention for yourself and for the nation. Well, uh, there are so many highlights. First of all, Joe Biden gave the speech of his life. He was forceful, he was sharp, he didn't make any mistakes, and that's all he really needed to do. And the presentation, you know, the overall convention was designed, you know, to show that he, uh, he and the Democrats, you know, we have empathy. We are filling in a huge blank in the Trump administration. They have no empathy for anybody, but the Democrats made it clear that, that they do. Uh, there was Barack Obama, who was uh, really presented himself as a, sort of the moral conscience of the uh, party and basically his speech was a 9-11 call. He's, he was saying, you know, our, our democracy is at stake. I don't doubt him. I think his best line was when he said Trump treats the presidency as a reality show so he can get the attention that he craves. Wow. Um, Biden rose to the occasion, didn't he? Oh, he, he certainly did. And uh, it was just fascinating to learn about his life and all the hardship and heartbreak he's had to overcome, all the death and grief. And that illustrated resiliency, that, you know, life is not fair. It's going to deal you a lot of bad knocks. It certainly happened to me. 
but here's a guy who overcame them all and succeeded and still has a big heart, you know, enough heart to teach a little kid who stuttered. Did you see the... I did see that, yes. The one moment where the boy who was stuttering tried to read his speech. Right. And Joe Biden sat down next to him and showed him, you know, here are some techniques that I use. And he showed him a speech and he said, you know, when I'm talking, you know, here's how I emphasize the high points. It was just wonderful. I, I just, And that was one of many really beautiful moments. So the boy who stuttered was one of them. The other one that really uh, caught my heart was Gabby Giffords speaking. You know, she is just a picture of courage, you know, having to overcome all she did, having to learn to walk again, how to speak again. And she gave the longest speech uh, since, the, uh, since the shooting. It's amazing. Uh, I knew her before the shooting very well when she was a legislator. We'd travel back and forth to Phoenix from time to time. She would appear on the show on a very regular basis. And uh, I watched the, uh, the the recuperation of after she was shot and, and all this rehabilitation over all these years. She's just remarkable. And the bumper sticker is, is as true today as it was when people first put it on their cars as Gabby continues to inspire. Yes. She does. Yes, so. and she certainly does. And I got to tell you, John, the Democrats know how to put on a program. This was a convention that was like an airplane flying, and they were building it as it was flying. We got told in June, we delegates, that there wasn't going to be a live convention. And that's when, so they basically spent eight weeks putting together this program that was just entertaining, interesting, informative, and, and utterly flawless. But there was one moment when I really got choked up. And uh, I wondered if you could play uh, the music on that. Uh, the Dixie Chicks on the National Anthem from the National Convention. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we've watched Were so gallantly You know, when I heard that, I, I immediately stood up and I put my hand on my heart and just sang along and... You know, at the end of that, I felt proud to be an American. I've always felt proud to be American, but it's been a while that I really felt it in my heart. And the Dixie Chicks just completely knocked me out. We got to meet Carmilla Harris, the next vice president of the United States. And I thought we knew her from the campaign, and we didn't. I didn't. But I think I know her better now. Oh, I, I would agree. And she illustrated a lot of what the con uh, convention was about. You know, this was for Latinos, Pacific Islanders, Native Americans, uh, folks of Indian descent, folks of uh, African-American descent. She, she is the, the melting pot. And what I really liked about her is she's got fire in her belly. She is, can not only be heartwarming and gracious and kind, but... She's got that prosecutor's edge, and I look forward to seeing the debate with Pence, where she is just going to eat his lily-white butt, you know, and spit it out. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh, how prepared do you think Biden is for the debate with Trump? Oh, I think he's well prepared. Has had plenty of time to work on his talking points, and, you know, it's, it's really pretty basic. So point number one. We're going to end the pandemic. I mean, that should have been done starting last January when Trump found out about the virus. Number two, 
rescue the economy, which he has done before. And I sat in on one uh, infrastructure recovery, and there's a plan that the Democrats have to create a $4 trillion program. It's going to be a national infrastructure bank, and it's going to create 25 million jobs. And they're going to be working on mass transit and roads and bridges and water systems and broadband. So that's point two. Number three, he's going to talk about expanding health care in the middle of a pandemic Trump is suing to take away health care from 20 million people. And with uh, Biden in office, it's, it's going to be rebuilt and expanded. And then a point that, you know, for the first time has been raised is uh, it's time to end systemic racism. You know, I don't know that you can change people in their hearts, but you certainly can end a system that causes, uh, you know, African-Americans to die under the knee of of police. And all those videos that came out about the police and uh, just the the endemic and widespread racism. And then the fifth thing, uh, which kids are going to care a lot about, is fighting climate change. You know, we're seeing that here in Tucson. You know, our uh, monsoon has been a couple of, I think I've gotten rain two times. Yeah, we got it once at our house, and, and there is no monsoon this year. No, yeah. But we're going to pay a price for that, too. It's true. Yeah, well, and, and it's happening all over the world. It's not just here in Tucson. And Trump has done absolutely nothing about it. And just <clears throat> some of the simple things you can do are, like, build electric charging stations all over the country. Make them public utilities so people can plug in and make it easier to own an electric car. You know, you can uh, uh, restore our protections for the environment and, and for the air and, uh, you know, to end uh, tailpipe emissions and restore protections for endangered species. And, y- you know, there's so much you can do. We're talking with Larry Votin, a delegate to the Democratic National Convention. We'll be back with Larry. Let me take a quick break. This is the John C. Scott Political Forum from the Perfection Auto Works Studios. Back in a moment. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the... Political Forum of the John C. Scott Show from Professional Auto Works Studios. With me is Larry Bodine, Democratic uh, delegate to the Democratic National Convention and uh, the editor of uh, Blog for Arizona. Washington Post calls it the uh, best blog in Arizona, president of the Democrats of Greater Tucson. Again, we can't just do this whole biography thing. Or we just will not have time to talk. More highlights from the convention, Larry. Yeah. Well, the uh, what I took away was the emphasis on three themes at the convention. Um, uh, actually, actually, four themes. You know, uh, one was uh, empathy. You know, as I mentioned before, there were lots of people, and not just elected officials and people giving speeches, but ordinary people that, uh, you know, where the Democrats were able to d- demonstrate that they have uh, empath- empathy, which is entirely missing in Trump. Second thing is resiliency. You know, Biden overcame all of this pain and heartbreak and death and grief, and he's still standing. And then finally, uh, the emphasis was on character. You know, one thing totally missing uh, with Trump. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of people are going to like Biden because uh, he's just going to end the chaos. You know, the day-to-day, you know, uh, nutstorm that's just, just been going on. And I noticed several things are different between now and 2016 when Hillary won the popular vote, but uh, not the Electoral College. Number one, we've got solid support from Bernie Sanders. In se- four years ago, the Bernie people were booing the nominee. This time around, you have Bernie Sanders on, on, in front of the camera with all the other candidates. 
basically, uh, you know, su- supporting Biden and saying uh, we need a battle against authoritarianism. And he's going to work with progressives, moderates, and yes, conservatives. So that was a huge message from Bernie. Second thing that makes us different from 2016 is that uh, according to Pew Internet Research, only 13% of people think that the country is headed in the right direction. Good Lord. That's an all-time low, 13%. So there's a lot of dissatisfaction out there with the way things are, John. Secondly, uh, you know, Biden has all the momentum. He's got none of the baggage. He's got a plan. For instance, uh, uh, you know, I read uh, the Democratic platform and uh, was uh, quoting for it in some of the artic- from it in some of the articles I wrote. It's 91 pages, 91 page platform. And you know how long the Republican platform is? I have no idea. Zero. They have no platform. Well, there you go. They have no platform. They have no plans. It's just four more years of of chaos and madness. And the other thing that I thought was striking was all of the Republicans who came out in public and said they're going to vote for Biden. So you had Ohio Governor John Kasich. You had Secretary of State Colin Powell. Powell. You had New Jersey Governor Christine Todd Whitman. Uh, uh, and, uh, and then you also had Meg Whitman, who was the CEO of Hewlett-Packard. These were all prominent I wonder how many Democrats will be speaking at the Republican convention. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you'll be able to, to recognize very many of them. Yeah, not... not not going to happen. I, I'm going to be curious if they can get anybody to show up who isn't personally related to Trump. And so we'll, but we'll we'll see how that goes. You know, uh, it, uh, it it was uh, you know it to me as a as a delegate it was uh, gripping. Uh, it was memorable. I'll I'll never forget it. Uh, I got to know a lot of people, which was one of the things that I was hoping to do. Uh, probably would have gotten to know a lot more in person because, you know, I love these big events. And uh, hopefully so, four years from now, there'll be a <laughs> we'll go back to the, the conventions we grew up with. Yeah. 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 And, and sort of uh, looking at the present, you know, we've got like a hundred and seventy thousand people dead because of the virus. And Trump has done nothing about it. By the way, 19 uh, Pima County residents died today. From COVID nineteen, that's just, the, death, the death toll took a, a pretty serious jump today. It was running a couple of dead, uh, uh, you know, daily. Nineteen in the last twenty four hours. You know, so that, it's still with us. It's just got to be really careful. Shocking. Yeah, it and, is. It, and it uh, it brought to mind the uh, the woman uh, Kristen Orquiza from the Phoenix area, who's she talked about her father dying of the virus. And she said uh, he was a loyal Republican who voted for Trump and that his own precondition was trusting Donald Trump. And for that, he paid with his life. No mask, no distancing, no... Apparently, he didn't... He followed Trump rather than the guidelines. Yeah, well, he he followed Trump, uh, you know, into the next world. Let me me ask you, there should be a bump from this uh, Democratic convention... For Biden, I, I expect that. I don't know how significant it's going to be, but, uh, you know, these numbers keep floating back and forth. I'm sure the race will tighten as it always does in the last 60 days. Um, but I, I just can't imagine uh, Biden not winning this thing. I just can't. Uh, I mean, from everything we've seen, everything we know, and yet uh, 
people caution me all the time saying, no, Trump has a pathway to win. Uh, it may be a difficult path, but, you know, it's possible, I suppose. And that's why everybody ought to, ought to be involved in this one. Oh, I no. Mean, you know, no <laughs> you have kidding. to play today. You yeah. have to. Takeaway number one, when you get your ballot, vote it the same day. Don't let it sit on your dining room table. Vote it and take it to a, a, a drop-off box or, or mail it immediately. And secondly, uh, you know, I, I encourage people to... Find a candidate. Pick a candidate that you want to support and go out and work for them. 30 seconds for Blog for Arizona. How do people find it? What, are you, what will they find? Go to, uh, just Google Blog for Arizona. It's blogforarizona.net. You will find some of the most intelligent, compelling, and new looks uh, from a liberal viewpoint of politics and the world. Arizona's uh, blog for Arizona. Uh, Larry Bodine has been my guest. He was an award-winning journalist for the Daily News in New York. He's a lawyer, uh, now a delegate to the Democratic National Convention, and a great friend. Thanks for being with us. It's great to hear you talk about this convention from the inside. Thank you so much. You're most welcome, John.